This is Van Like the Ghost, and we're pushing our brand new record, Dark Ghost Volume 1, which is going to be on Digger's Factory Records. And so if you go to https forward slash forward slash www.diggersfactory.com forward slash vinyl forward slash 226598, you can get our brand new album on pre-order comes out in April. We have 196 copies out of 200 left. It's $24 plus shipping and handling. It's a two vinyl album. It is our statement on electronica, experimental music, and progressive trance. This is the Van Electric Ghost, and in the background, hearing the song Wretch Cut Off. And this is one of our latest tracks from Dark Ghost. It was recorded. Uh, totally using an OPZ from Teenage Engineering. The OPZ is a little mini workstation, kind of like having a Korg Kronos or an FA-880 um, in your pocket. It's the size of a TV remote, and we've been able to get a lot of sound out of this little machine. And the song Wretch Cutoff kind of continues this theme within Dark Ghost series of records. And it's going to be part of Dark Ghost Volume 3, which is called The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb. And focuses on uh, social, you know, disconnection, dissonance, anomie, kind of ideas of um, people falling apart or breaking up. And uh, sometimes there's like a soul you should never know, which is a direct line from the title track to Dark Ghost, which is actually on Dark Ghost Volume 2. And so you, there's some souls that you shouldn't move toward because even though you're attracted to them, 
uh, it's like bad chemistry. Um, there's certain people that when you connect with them, they bring out the worst in you and you bring out the worst in them. And you have a relationship that's on the rails, very destructive to both people. And sometimes it's hard to see that because there might be a lot of passion. There might be a lot of feelings. And so this idea of the wretch cutoff is like Josephine is feeling very spiteful. She's not burning her resentments, even though we had a song called Burn Your Resentments, F-U-K. And um, this idea of um, that you, uh, you sometimes, you know, you have to cut off that person. And it might be like the worst thing in the world because we, we had a situation where we had this really great uh, working relationship, but it was a problem because, you know, I, I was feeling more than just a working relationship toward that person. And it wasn't being returned and it wasn't good for me to be thinking that way in the relationship because it wasn't, you know, going anywhere and I was, you know, pu pushing too much on that person. And and then, you know, I felt kind of disassociated. I felt disconnected. I felt, you know, unrequited love. And um, I felt like in, in some ways, sometimes there are people that can pick up on that and they use the situation. And I felt like I was getting used. So a lot of, a lot of the Josephine songs from this time period feel like, Josephine feels like she's being um, used like a prostitute, that she's being abused um, because of this scenario and actually comes to my own life situation. And so Josephine kind of says, well, I'm going to cut this wretch off. I'm going to cut this person off. But yeah, in doing that, that can be very painful because when you have somebody that you feel like that toward, you, you, you have real feelings. And when you cut them off, it tends to hurt you more than it hurts them because you were feeling more than them in the first place. So this song is uh, is diving into those feelings. And I think I've said before that I really appreciate kind of the, um, the music that Neil Young did in the Ditch trilogy, which is Time Fades Away, On the Beach, and Tonight's the Night. And these, song, these, uh, these albums from Neil had this really raw, emotional feeling that he captured in sound and song and it was very personal and we see that kind of work was done later um in the 90s by you know nirvana and pearl jam and grunge um, grunge musicians who who pulled that kind of crazy horse neil young in the ditch raw emotion and put it into that um music that Grunge had a punk aesthetic, but, you know, Crazy Horse for a rock band had a punk aesthetic. You know, that Neil Young Crazy Horse you know, band didn't play um, like Buffalo Springfield, Neil Young country rock that he had been known for um, and after the gold rush. And um, and so it, it basically got into this raw zone that a lot of artists from his generation, it only captured earlier, like Pete Townsend with The Who in their original um, form in the early 60s. They had this kind of punk aesthetic, and then they got into very progressive rock with Tommy and Quadrophenia and all these rock operas. But um, the original kind of rawness, the early Who had, 
and um, Neil kind of captured it with um, Crazy Horse. And then, you know, Kurt Cobain, he really got it with uh, Nirvana. Um, and so I have a feeling in electronica, you can hear that kind of sound in bands like uh, Nine Inch Nails and uh, Radiohead. They can get into this raw emotion kind of power. And sometimes even bands like Wilco can pull that emotional kind of falling into this. I think Wilco really captures that in Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, which is another album that's kind of in the ditch. And I've always kind of gravitated to albums like that. If you go back to like Big Star's Third, which is the sound of the band falling apart. If you get to the Velvet Underground, um, like White Light, White Heat, which is a lot of social dissonance and orgies and sex and just craziness going on, that I get drawn into those vibes. And so the Dark Ghost series of records is falling into the kind of social dissonance I've talked about, like things that are just distorted and not working. And it comes from my own personal relationships that, you know, it was not working. It kind of fell apart. Even though there was a lot of beauty in the work we created, it was like, there's a cost to that. And as a musician, you take that those feelings and you use them to create art. And, you know, you have to deal with the, the raw emotion in some ways and try not to be self-destructive about it. But a lot of, uh, you know, great musicians' work is from being able to call, you know, their own personal experiences and put them in the work and make it accessible so other people can kind of feel it. And so that's what we've been trying to do with this music. And we think we've been successful at it. And uh, we're, we're continuing to work and we're finding that the OPZ has given us a different way of approaching music. And it has a lot of capabilities that we're embellishing with our Roland and Zoom mixers. Um, we're hoping to get a lot of cool equipment going in next year. We're hoping to get a Moog grandmother. Uh, we're hoping that Moog actually puts out the Subharmonicon, which is another kind of mother 32 DFAM type um, system that was... Uh, previewed at the Moogfest this year. It's an amazing synth. It got overshadowed by the grandmother. It got overshadowed by the Moog One. But people had to look into the Subharmonicon. And um, there's a really good um, review of it by Lollipop. He's an awesome YouTuber who does really good product reviews. He's very well um, thought out in his assessment of synthesizers. He does an amazing... Um, review. He's got a lot of knowledge of subtractive and additive synthesis. He understands the history, understands the mechanics and the sound design at an extreme level. He's one of the better YouTubers out there. I mean, we love watching Sonic State. We love watching Andertons. There's some really good stuff that they do, but Lollipop is like phenomenal in his um, assessment. So I, I really give him a lot of props. Um, so he um, really went through the subharmonicon, which only uses square waves to deal with our sub subharmonic um, sequencing. And it has a subharmonic sequencer, which I've never seen before, that is, looks on its face like very limiting because it looks like it only has like four steps. And you're like, wow, a DFAM only had eight, and now this only has four. But it has the ability to do these like continuously uh, changing sequence loops through using subharmonic frequencies of a square wave. And it sounds complicated, but it is a phenomenal machine, and it would be really cool if they put it out, because I would add it to my um, 
my my DFAM and my Mother 32, which I use extensively. But this particular song, Red's Cutoff, I actually didn't use anything but the OPZ. There are some op these OPZ demos or songs that are going to go on Dark Coast Volume 3, The Flower That Blooms at Midnight in the Tomb, uh, that I embellish with Moog Mother 32 and DFAM sounds and even System 1M analog behavioral modeling sent from Roland. And as always, I always use the the VT3 or VT4 for vocals. I have found lately that for some reason, the VT4 with my studio electronics microphone is very sensitive um, and sometimes does a lot of feedback. And it's been difficult to understand the noise reduction um, capabilities of the VT3, VT4. The VT3 naturally has some noise reduction capabilities. They're kind of behind the scenes. And I think when they put it up front on a VT4, sometimes like, you know, you have to set that. And because you have to set it, there seems to be a sensitivity with my uh, studio electronics microphone and the VT4 that makes it somewhat difficult to use. Um, and I like using it, but the VT3 was our, our, our second vocoder from Roland. And we still love it because it's a powered um, device. And, you know, having an, a battery-powered device is cool, except when you're recording for long hours and the batteries run out, then it's not so cool. Um, and then the fact that the noise reduction circuitry is difficult to um, figure out, at least for me sometimes. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate the harmonization capability, the harmony capability. I appreciate um, the, 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 the pitch to be able to do, like, really good vocoder. It has some features that I use, but the VT3, um, if I'm actually going to do a performance as the ghost, I probably would use the VT3 more because it's less fussy and easier to get right to the setting that you want um, without having to menu dive. And that's always been a problem I have had with some systems. And to make the VT4 smaller and more portable, it gained capability, but then it lost some functionality because the knob per functions got buried in combos of budding presses, which when you're doing a live performance is a pain because you might not remember or you might not get it right. And it's hard to tell if you've actually got the setting the way you want it to be. Um, where on the VT3, it's very clear what setting you're on. Um, so I understand there are folks that like the VT4 and I do have both, but I think in terms of stability, I would use a VT3 more. And I've kind of gone back to using it more often in my recording for my last several songs that I've put out here. So not, not to put down a Roland, but I, I actually would like, I don't need the VT series to get smaller. I actually would like it to get bigger. I actually like to have more knob per functions, more feedback on what setting you're on, like maybe a voltmeter uh, to be able to tell when you're going into red, um, you know, just ability to, to make it a little bit more of like a vocoder synth rather than a module. Um, and I kind of gone into that before. So we're very excited that Teen Engineering, Engineering is going to be adding modules to the, um, the OPZ. We would like them to maybe um, do something about how you transfer songs. The fact that you have to use iTunes to transfer songs is kind of limiting. It would be cool if you could just send them to a file manager structure and actually bring them that way. They probably wanted to use... Um, the iTunes capabilities to do that, but I have a Chromebook, so I can't use it for that. Um, so right now I've been just recording 
things from from the line out into my Zoom. But it would be good if they found a way to update the OS to be able to actually send files to a file folder structure or to an app that's a Chromebook app, or maybe make a Chromebook version of 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 the LPZ to support people on Chromebooks. So just to let people know, it would be good if they had Chromebook support so you could actually download files into a file folder structure where you could get a WAV file and then bring that in uh, directly from the OPZ. Um, so maybe they'll do that in the future. Hopefully they will. I am excited that they're going to have the CV module. It would be cool if they actually created like a SD card module so that you could actually, you know, connect an external SD card and get a file into an SD card and then go from there. So if you're listening to teenage engineering, you know, if you could make a external SD card module for this thing, it would be really cool. And if you could connect to it, um, you know, that would be awesome. That would, that would be one really cool thing. And we're also, I think it would be good if teenage engineering actually built a full synth. Kind of like um, uh, there's, there's a company that's making a really interesting 8-bit synth that kind of escapes me right now. But um, yeah, there's, 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 it would be really cool to see what they would do if you had a full synthesizer, not like an OP1 on steroids with a full keys, keyboard. And uh, having combination of the sequencer for an OPZ and the sampler and the keyboard for an OP1, but actually real keys, that would be an awesome machine, you know, maybe OPX. So if they're thinking, you know, that would be what we'd want to do. But, just ahead, the last interview this year is going to be with Kendra Black, um, a great pop star from New York City. She has done songs, had done a song called Rude with Snoop Dogg, got a brand new album coming, got a big poster on Times Square. Going to interview her tonight. So I want to thank everybody for listening to us and check out our promo for Dark Ghost Volume 1 on Digger's Factory. And I'll also listen to our sponsors. Um, and we'll be doing a, a big campaign for cimpals.com in the future. So you might want to check out cin.pals.com, another way to meet your friends. You get verified background checks. So it's a social network where you can actually, at the end of the day, the purpose is to physically meet. So it has a little bit of um, a security protocol where it does a full background check on the individuals on the platform. It doesn't share your cookie share cookies or share your information with anybody. And so it's a, it's like a Facebook like tool, but it's a tool more to like, if you want to go into a book club with friends, you want to go to cosplay convention, you want to find like 90 people who are comic book fans or movie fans or anime fans or whatever, anything you're into and you want to physically meet, you want to go to restaurants and review restaurants and you're a foodie, you want to meet with other foodies. This is a really cool platform. So it's cinpals.com. We, they are a sponsor of our show, giving you up front. They are. We had an episode where we talked to one of the founders of the company, uh, a woman named Shannon. Um, so, yeah, if you – Sharon, sorry. But, yeah, we are going to be doing more with them in 2019. So be on the lookout. Um, then we might have some plugs, the little segments where we plug what they're doing. So thank you for listening to us this year. We've got 4,800 listeners. And um, – we are very excited. We've exceeded what we used to do on Spearman, even though we still use Spearman for headliner video production. And just for any of the bands out there, one last thing is that we interview bands. If you like what you hear, 
get in touch with us, send us a voice memo through anchor.fm. We're looking for a co-host so that we can kind of trade off. So if you're a musician and you want to be on a podcast, check us out. Uh, Check out all the Family Electric Ghost music on Spotify, Tidal, iTunes, Google Play. We're out there. And, you know, again, um, support your local indie band because that's where all the music is happening. Thank you. Have a great 2019.